I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Make some noise, Orange fans! It's time for the Juice Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. <laughs> Give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Juice Nation Podcast. All right, what's up, Cuse Nation? Welcome to the Cuse Nation Podcast with Sean and Joe. We can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. Welcome to episode 18. We just wanted to bring you um, our opinion on the Orange getting snubbed by the NCAA for the tournament, for an at-large bid into the tournament, um, instead becoming a one-seed in the NIT, hosting UNC... Greensboro, Tuesday <laughs> at 7 p.m. Uh, by the way, tickets are 15 bucks to that event, so show up and make some noise. It's the it's the uh, it's the least we could do. I mean, for 15 bucks, you bring a whole damn family. So uh, Ryan has once again offered to come back uh, and offer um, his opinion up because. Uh, he is my brother. He is a, a Syracusean, but he is not a Syracuse fan by any means. And he's um, he's he's pretty honest about it. I wouldn't say he's really a hater. He is kind of a hater, I think, but he's at least honest when he talks. So um, well, I appreciate that. So we brought him <laughs> back. Thanks, Ryan, for coming back. And Ryan's going to be with us. We are going to cover the NCAA tournament. Uh, we're not going to be um, poor sports and, and pick up our toys and go home. We're going to talk about the NCAA <laughs> tournament, and um, we're going to have Ryan on for the next couple weeks. Uh, we will have an episode on that we will record Tuesday, uh, and uh, Ryan will be there for that. And then we'll do the, probably do the same thing next week, Monday or Tuesday, to talk about that. And we'll still be covering all the orange action. So, um, you know, just a couple more episodes to, to, to fit in. Um, Oh, I wanted to, you know, there's one guy, there's one guy whose opinion in in college basketball I I trust over everybody else's because I think he's probably one of the most honest um very neutral broadcasters there is, and that's Jay Billis. So, if Jay Billis came out and said, you know, Syracuse did not deserve this, you know, they they were kind of mediocre, they just didn't deserve this, I'd probably pack it up and be like, yeah, all right, whatever. You know, but he didn't. So um, I got I got I got some quick audio of of Jay Billis and Dick Vitale back to back. Here it is. Prove to me that you can be like when they say anybody can win on a given day. Okay, how many given days have you had? Syracuse had more given days than anybody at the end of the line, and last year that got rewarded. 
you know, last year, Joe Castiglione, the, the chair, talked about top 50 wins, top 50 wins, top 50 wins. Well, they've got more top 50 wins than anybody at the end of the line. They had six of them. Mm -hmm. And so this committee clearly didn't value that. And, uh, and I, I think that's kind of interesting. Like the messages they send year after year, they're not consistent. And, and that's, that's surprising. I have a problem with the committee saying, well, non-conference strength of schedule. Well, you just fell all over yourself saying total body of work. Yep. So if, it's, if the total body of work is the thing, what difference does it make when I play the game? And so you want Syracuse to go out and challenge themselves? They play yeah. in the ACC. They get True. challenged on every game. I cannot understand how you can go 10 and 8 in the ACC, the toughest conference of all, beat three teams that were rated in the top 10 in America and being left out. Now, we're going to throw up what happened early in the year, but they made an adjustment to their lineup. Yes, I know they got blown out by St. John's. I know they got beat by Boston College. I know they lost to Georgetown, three teams that struggled all year. But let me tell you, you beat three teams from that conference who are in the top 10 at one time. Come on now. They belong. My eyes, I got one eye, guys. I don't have two like you guys. I got one, and I could see that they belong. I mean, he got a raw deal. And he did. And, you know, uh, well, I'm just going to I'm gonna go ahead. The other, the other outside voice, you got two homers here, and uh, Dookie, uh, a, a rye devil. And, um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, I'm interested to hear. Um, what well, I talked to Ryan earlier, I kind of made him bite his tongue a little bit because I wanted to save it for the podcast. But I would like to hear what Ryan has to say. Um, so, uh, what do you think about about the snub, dude? Honest, honest opinion, brutally honest. Brutally honest. That that's the perfect word for it. It's a snub. I mean, for sure, it's exactly what you just played with with Billis and Vitell. It's 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 the wins that they had with anyone else that were around them. Um, were were better, uh, regardless if they were in the dome or not. They they won those games, absolutely. Uh, and so, you know, you get as you're watching the show and and you just watching the bracket come out and you know you see Wake Forest pop up the 11 seed. You find out they're 11 seed playing game and you just kind of look over and you're like, oh well, you know, that's where where did they put Syracuse? Wake Forest is in. Where's Syracuse? You know, so you wait and goes all the way down to that last six eleven matchup, and Xavier pops up, and you're just kind of like, I mean, it just not even a fan of Syracuse. You just you just know as a fan, you're sitting there thinking, you know, they're where are they? And and they're they're nowhere to be seen. And and it's a it's a it's a definite definite um, snub. I'm not uh, gonna get too deep into it. I don't know if it's you know, something personal with, I, I, I with think the NCAA and, and uh, you know, Bayheim and, and, and Syracuse. It's awfully weird of the first it's matchup contentious. that they have in A&IT, but that's, you know. Yeah, it's contentious between Bayheim and the uh, NCAA, uh, NCAA um, body as a whole. It has been for years. It's gone on for a number of years. The, the, to, to, to say that the uh, NCAA doesn't have an ounce of um, politicking going on would be an would be absolutely dishonest. I think anybody um, can you know can can say nobody can honestly sit here and tell me they don't because they first of all they're humans. Um, so uh, they, I don't think they like Beheim. I don't think that that's you know I don't think that's why they didn't make it. I think that was definitely 
think it's a bunch of things. Yeah, it's, it's a bunch it's of things, bunch but of things. that's you know that's, maybe possibly it's got to be factored you know, in, in my opinion. Is all I'm saying. So yeah, but and, and again, it's another thing that Bill has said about the consistency, the consistency. of the committee that, yes. that there isn't any, right. and that you think one year, okay, well, we got to have decent teams on right. on our non-conference, you know, and you and you schedule them, and it's not like you didn't think you'd be penalized for playing non-conference games. I mean. You know, for one thing, it's a completely different team back in those three games versus St. John's, UConn, Georgetown. It's a completely Syracuse team back then than it is now. Two guys don't even start or play for him anymore, other than Frank Howard and just foul trouble in, in garbage time minutes. But Dwan Coleman plays zero time for the team. They're a completely different team now, and it should be, you know, they're they're just they're not rewarding them in 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 the right in the right way, and and you just think that maybe. Maybe they are, you know, a little biased on them. Right. Joe, Ryan mentioned um, two things he mentioned that I want you to touch on. The consistency, um, as he piggybacked on Jay Billis about, um, which you, um, you used the football analogy, and the, um, the um, oh, Wake Forest making it in over us. Um, go, yeah. go ahead. Whichever one you want to do first. Well, just the football, I just said, you know, they have a certain criteria with, you know, a whole, they have a number system. So it's not like, you know, where you are, you know, just like this, like what Ryan said, everyone's been saying just the consistency, like every year they have a reason they can make up a reason why they kept the team out, you know, but as soon as what J. Pell said earlier today on Mike and Mike, as soon as you start talking too much about it, then you start, everyone starts looking at all these other teams that made it and stuff like that. So it just comes down to you have to put the best, the best teams in, you know, that's really the way that I look at it. I mean, when you're in the NCAA tournament, you're playing against good teams. So what does it matter who you lost in a bad game where it's, I mean, you're not playing against bad teams. So it comes down to beating good teams. In the, um, you know, every, any given day scenario Billis brought up was another brilliant point yeah. on him, too. Yeah. Um, you know, we've well, had more of those days than, than any of those other scrubs. Um, you know, a couple of them won the tournament. Joe, we talked about Rhode Island. Yeah. And yeah. R- Rhode Island. I mean, it came, it started with, I think, well, it's funny because, I mean, there's a story that came out today saying that, uh, Jim Beheim has a buddy in uh, the NIT selection committee, and he said that he was kind of given a heads up about a week ago, or at least the committee was, that Syracuse is most likely not going to be in the tournament. And I don't know how true that is, but that was a Syracuse.com uh, article. But when I looked at it, it started when uh, just certain teams, like Xavier. Xavier, a bubble team right there with us. The good thing about them is that their only loss against a team that isn't in the tournament is against Colorado and they're still a pretty good team. So Xavier beating Creighton in uh, the big uh, East tournament definitely probably got them in over us. Rhode Island 11 seed pretty much tells us that if they didn't win that game, they probably wouldn't have got in. So that stole a bid that looks like it was us. Uh, Kansas state had a pretty good non-conference schedule. They had some good wins, beat Baylor twice. And the second time was in the big 12 tournament. And that probably got them in over us but like you said something about the wake forest another another team is usc i mean usc they started the year 15 and one and their only good wins your top 50 rpi wins is i think smu and ucla and they did go 10 and 8 in the pack 10 
or 12, you should say now. But six out of their 10 wins were against Washington, Washington State, and Oregon State. And like I said, the only team that they beat that's even in the tournament in their conference is UCLA. So USC, to me, is one one team that uh, – and they had a worse non-conference schedule than us. So that's one team that we probably should have been in before regardless. But Wake Forest, I mean, the only teams that they lost to that didn't make the tournament – were us and Clemson twice. But then again, the only team that they beat that are in the Clemson tournament twice, are... Though. What's that? Clemson twice, though. Jeez. Yeah, but Clemson, Clemson said they're a two-seed in the NITs. I mean, they're, they've been a highly regarded. Their RPI's Clemson up there. Clemson lost 12 games by six or seven points or less. Yeah. yeah. Clemson's a very highly regarded team. And, I mean, we lost. they lost to them twice and us. And then they only beat Miami, Louisville, and Virginia Tech are the only two. So, I mean, you could pretty much argue that Wake Forest last week of the season beating Louisville and Virginia Tech probably got them in. They just don't have bad losses. That was their biggest win was Louisville, right? I still don't think it makes up for the fact that we went 10-8, and they went 9-9, and and we won the head-to-head. And it was only a one-game difference. The problem is is that they didn't have a bad loss in the non-conference. They didn't have a bad loss really in the whole season, really, if you look at it. I mean, yeah. the two losses they had are one and two seeds in the NITs. It was hardly, like, awful losses. So, especially two I, of them I, I away. So, And um, Syracuse won that game by 15 points. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Not just, you know, I mean, you know, they well, won, I'm, won, overall, won that game. Overall, a couple teams won to get themselves in a better position since we just, you know, we lost Miami. It's the last thing that the uh, committee saw. Yeah. But also, the last image was the loss. Exactly. And I still think we should have got in over some Southern Cal and uh, Wake Forest. But Kansas um, State. Kansas State, who was 8 and 10. I can see Kansas State, but I can see Kansas State. In the Big 12. I know. I know, but they have some good wins in there. And they did do a decent non conference. uh, I mean, I can see Kansas State. I just, I mean, I can get over Kansas State. They were pretty pretty um highlighted in my opinion that we should have been in over them so a couple of different things went our way but at the end of the day if you're a bubble team and you don't get in uh, the committee's always going to be able to come up with an excuse as to why you didn't make it so right. well i mean like like the, the 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 excuses are legit i'm not i'm not trying to delegitimize their excuses really but when you look at when you step back and look at it um it doesn't seem like their case is weak is what I'm saying. Yeah, I get their. Well, I get their point. I think also too, though, is are you going to penalize a team for not like sometimes, like Jay Billis says, you know, the best team. So we get the best teams in there, the best teams. Are you really going to penalize a team like Xavier, who right now I don't think is better than us because they lost their starting point guard, but they still have the resume to get in. You know, I mean, Oregon was going to be in, but these these teams. I mean, the whole body of work, sometimes it matches up. And even though right now they might not be as good as us, I mean, yeah, can you really, you know, can you really do that to a team when they've done that the whole season and then maybe something doesn't go their way at the end of the year? You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. difficult to say because if you say, if you ask me if they're one of the, if they're a tournament team as far as how SU's playing and how they've been playing in the ACC and their, and their talent then yes, I think that they're better than many teams in this tournament they got in those bubbles. But at the end of the day, there is a resume to it, you know? And just like, you know, boxing and MMA, and, you know, they always say 
keep it out of the hands of the judges, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. To make it make a clear cut and they had all year to do that and that's absolutely yeah, true. And that's we started eight and six, we got it to here. I mean, who who saw this at eight and six and now we're gonna boo hoo the fact that we didn't get in. If you're on the bubble and you leave it in the hands of the judges, then you don't know you don't know what's gonna happen. It's so, happened to us before. It's some and we were on the good side last year. So n- normally when Ryan wants to talk, uh well not normally, but in the last episode when Ryan wants to talk, you hear his chair start to creak. But now all I see is him bouncing and rolling around because he's sitting on a yoga ball because he hasn't fixed his creaky ass chair so <laughs> and he keeps raising his hand so and right go ahead it's, it's it's balancing you know first of all it's a workout at the same time I recommend that. <laughs> yeah. it's really good on the court. Um, you know that's a good point let me just let me just say this one thing um Syracuse in, in in the NCAA, just like you were saying last year, they they just they just made it in Tennessee. They made that you know run to the Final Four. You know the NCAA they, they, they don't want that. I mean I mean don't you think the NC don't don't you think Syracuse true, embarrassed right? the NCAA they, a little bit they, last year? They by, totally did Good by point. them devaluing them and putting them one of the last four in and whatever. They end up being a ten seed and and then they go to the Final Four. Uh, you almost kind of look at it like, you know, they just made a fool of us or, you know, they, now we, they, we, they we stuck their like finger right in their and, eye. So, and that's so what, they don't want to see that. They don't want to see that again. And that's yeah. I think that's another reason. Uh, it's more than just the numbers and more than just a game or two here. One, this one, that not enough road victories or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I think there's more. I think it's more into this than that. And and I don't think that I think that Syracuse is 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 got the talent to win right now. A couple of games in this tournament, and I don't think that the committee wanted to see that if they were going to put him in uh, as a last team in and a play in and sit there and go on a run and make another run to the Sweet 16 and make them look and make them look stupid again. Who who knows? And and they did get help last year with with the losses in their bracket, Michigan State going down, obviously. Um, but but they beat UVA though, that's the name of the game. That's the name of the game. You know, it's it's March, and Virginia was a much better team last year than they are this year, yeah, although Syracuse seems completely different as well. Um, but, you know, that that uh, uh, was was funny because that you saw a stat pop up. 68-0, and Tony Bennett is is leading by 10 points more at halftime. And I'm a statistician. I'm watching when I see a stat or whatever. I just kind of almost think, like, oh, my gosh, you know, I got this feeling. It, you know, Syrac- how? It, but Syracuse is going to come back and win this game because they just showed that stat. Funny, you know, they did. And they it, the they did it but, twice. You know, They're they, the only they ones to do it twice, too. They made them look silly, and and they they just, you know, didn't. I think that. Well, another thing too. Something else to do about that. Another thing too is what about the conference respect? Yeah, that's I mean, that's that that didn't get a lot of you, you didn't hear you heard Jay Billis mention it you heard or you heard Dick Vitale mention it but I mean we've talked about it on the show Joe uh, you I didn't hear a lot of that though you know Jay Billis yeah. mentioned it during the during the Duke uh, Duke North Carolina game uh, the the first or the second meeting not the tournament meeting but the second meeting um, right and uh, yeah I mean. Yeah, go go ahead, Joe. I mean, yeah, that's the best well, conference I mean, in the I, nation. It's sometimes I gotta kind of, you gotta kind of keep it in. I mean, a lot of the stuff you saw on ESPN yesterday as well. Like I think we all know that Dickie V's ACC bias and Jay Billis and Jay Williams played at Duke. So I mean, the only three people up there. I mean, there were some people. Some other people agreed, and 
you know, like I said, at the end of the day, if you're a bubble team, you're always putting yourself in that position. But um, I was talking more or less about the one thing that surprised me that I, I haven't heard too much, too many people talking about. It was like you know, the Big East got seven out of ten teams in out of their conference. That's and a, a lot of them are yeah. like kind of right subpar. Like Xavier was right there. Marquette's 19 and 12. Providence is in a playing game. Seton Hall is a 10 seed. Like how good is the Big East to where? Because everyone's been saying that the ACC is the best conference. And granted, we have way, what, 16, 15, teams, 16 teams, something like that. But, I mean, we only got nine out of I mean, seven out of 10 in the Big East. Like. I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like, yeah, 70%. And if you look at some of the, I mean, Seton Hall, 21 and 11. I mean, they're all in. That seems awful. Is that what your point is? Because it it seems awful. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah, no. It just seems awkward to the fact that, like, everyone's been talking about the ACC being this dominant league, and you really don't hear anything other than about Villanova. I mean, everyone knows Butler, Creighton, Xavier. They're decent teams, but Georgetown it wasn't in there. And you're talking about 7 out of 10 teams. Georgetown wasn't even in there. So you have all these teams that, I mean, they haven't been talking about that being a dominant league. You have to get 7 out of 10 te- teams. And the ACC, here we go, like you have someone like Syracuse or even a Georgia Tech. I mean, imagine a Georgia Tech or a Clemson in that conference. I, I don't Oh, it's just yeah. exactly. You can put I don't, any any of them in another conference, and it'll stir anything up. It's just the ACC was that good. It's like their losses. I mean, how many? How hard of a non-conference schedule do you have to play as a Power Five conference to make a good case of your seeding for March come the end of the year? Yeah. Right. You know what but I that's mean? That's what I'm saying. Is is that every everyone was talking about that, and everyone was talking about how it could be one of the best ACC like. Well then, when it comes to the tournament time, where's the respect? Like, yeah, I see. It seems like you're looking have seven, at the losses. You're looking at these seven out of ten Big East teams that basically just beat up on each other, and be, they all end up between 19 and 20, 21 wins, and their yep. resume looks good because they played each other, and everyone regards them highly. Like, how good? How good is this conference? Is there is the Big East really still that good? I don't know. Like, I don't. I remember though, like last so. year, didn't we have? Didn't the big, uh, ACC have like seven? Or eight out of sixteen, sweet sixteen teams, or something like that. Yeah, I thought no, it was half. Wasn't it half? Wasn't it eight out of sixteen? I don't know. I know that it was a pretty high number. I, remember I don't that. remember, but yeah, it was. It was. It was either seven or eight. I going off the top of my head, it was either seven or eight. Um. Well, all right. Let's. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on the snub? I mean, we gotta lick our wounds and and move on. Oh yeah. You know, definitely it, it, it sucks. And, you know, um, it was like losing. It felt like we lost in the tournament. We, we, we kind of did. But it felt like, you know, you just watched a game and lost because it hit, it hit you like, you know, I didn't even well, really it at first. I mean, we were eight and six. And really what it feels like is just if we would have just had one more win. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, like if we would have had the Miami win, I think it would have. I think it would have. Yeah, it would have justified so in, in the tournament. You needed something away right, from right, away right, from right, the right, dome. Right. Yeah, right. but I will yeah. say this, and this is my final thought: that when people were making a case for and that hack over at Yahoo, Ford or Pat Ford is just a Jim Beheim hater. His part yeah. of his argument for not having Syracuse in the tournament was what they did in the past. I mean. 
It has nothing to do with it. And your preconceived notions from, from the beginning of the year have nothing to do with it either. If you hold a team to higher expectations, it still should not matter. But I think some of that factored in. You know, 0-3 in the ACC tournament. I mean, it should not factor in, but I think those things ran through people's heads because they're humans. So, I mean, like like you said, it's a number of things. But that that dude's a hack. That Pat Forza, is that his name? I got oh, yeah. this guy's name Well, right? I mean, even today in uh, First Take, they, uh, Stephen A. Smith was talking about it, and he was saying something like how he thought maybe uh, Jim Beheim's timing of saying something about Greensboro might not have been the best. I, you saw, know? I said that to Ryan at the Today. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, you never definitely. you never know what definitely. happens. You yeah, know, but I heard that some yeah. some committee members got caught crap for putting us in last year. So I mean, you never know what's what's Whatever. going on behind closed Three. doors. You know, we, we, I just feel like there's got to be somebody. There's talk, Jay Bills is talking about it. They have people people in there that don't even really know basketball. They're you know they're just representatives and just athletic directors and sometimes you have to be able to look in depth to a team and the bottom line is is like what ryan said our losses earlier in the season to those bad teams those bad bad games and who who's gonna know that all three of those i mean those are natural rivals to us uconn georgetown and st john's they're natural rivals to us anyway and who's to say that they were going to be that good at the time it doesn't look like a bad non-conference schedule but you know, well, we have a we have a tough conference schedule, so it doesn't. You don't need to do the whole. You know, those those some of those teams want to play the orange to bump up their schedule as a whole because they don't have a tough conference. And you know, we have a tough conference, so what do right. we have to prove? Um, you know, before conference play. So. Well, I mean, that can come back to hurt. Well, you it came back obviously now, but I'm just saying. Normally, when you look at well, I mean, at even if we schedule the good or a, like a just easy wins instead of those three teams, it wouldn't have guaranteed us in the in in to be an in either because of strength of schedule and stuff like that. Yeah, you know? three. I mean, three you have to be able to challenge wins, yourself. No, I get it. Three top ten wins, though. No one else had that. That's a fact. Um, True statement. Uh, okay, so we're gonna face UNC Greensboro. Ironically, just. Yeah. Just you know, completely. Yeah. Oh, no conspiracy. Com- no conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, no conspiracy here. You know, uh, you know. Be, I mean, come on. Really? That's a that's a hell of a coincidence, man. Seed in the NIT. I mean, are they really the worst overall seed? Because that's what Syracuse should get. If they're the number one overall seed, they should get the worst overall number eight seed. I'm not too sure if they are. Well, that's a good point, Ryan, and you mentioned that earlier. Uh, I believe they were twenty-five and nine altogether. Um, yeah, I'd take South Dakota. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, we are three and O versus UNC Greensboro, um, all time. By the way, uh, Joe, go. Um, well, which one, you, Joe? Why don't you? I'll go. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What about the game? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were twenty-five and nine. They actually won. Uh, the Southern Conference, uh, they were the number one seed. That's why they're in the NIT, 14-4 uh, and four in their conference. They had uh, with a couple tough teams they played, Virginia, played Wake Forest, Georgetown. They lost all three of them. Yeah, they played UVA, and, too, and lost. That was their first game of the season. Yeah, by 25. But Wake Forest is a close game. They only lost by three. Um, they have, I want to say they're undersized, but they do rebound pretty well. They got a couple big guys uh James Dickey and R.J. White, 
Um, they both averaged seven uh, rebounds a game. And uh, R.J. White, he's a senior, and um, he averages 13 points a game. So those are the big guys that we have to worry about. They might be okay on the offensive rebounding side, but um, they have a six-foot senior guard, Donna Baldwin, who uh, averages 13 points, and um, he's 38% from three-point line. And their best player that we have to worry about is Francis Alonso. He's a sophomore. He averages 13 points, but he's actually he did really well in the tournament, and uh, he shoots actually 47% from three-point line. Mm. And their whole team is a combined 38% from three-point line. So uh, I think we just got to look to take away the three-point line, make them drive, penetrate, get in the bigs, and try to make plays down low. And hopefully we don't allow not getting in the tournament to, you know, kind of affect how we play. Or they got mentally, something to prove. They've got something mm-hmm. to prove. Yeah, uh, of course. Yes, it always does in this. Even in the NCAA tournament, even when you make it, you get teams that th- thought there were supposed to be a better seed and weren't. And, you know, you get to be playing those 13 and 14 seeds. They're they're in there they're they're going for blood so yeah you uh you got to get over the mental game no matter where you are no matter where you land you gotta you gotta still understand that there's a game to be played and just you gotta beat the team in front of you so i think uh, as long as we come with it's at the passion dome. And, yeah it's at the dome yeah every uh nit game is uh is a home or the higher seeds a home game until the uh final four that's in medicine square garden so right yeah. which is our second home so yeah um so, Rye, do you have anything to say about the game? Would you like to add anything to that, or? It, it um, I will say that I will say this. The outside shooting against the two threes. I mean, that's how you beat the two three zone. And if you come up on them, and give them, you know, those backdoor passes. I mean, I don't know. It seems like a bad. Well, it seems like a bad combination. We'll just have to see. I, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I'd, what you I'd much rather make somebody have to dribble or do a fake and go into the lane and, and actually make plays. Just oh, so absolutely. many different things that can happen and things that can go wrong compared to just Foul leaving a guy ball. open to shoot a three. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, they can obviously the shoot threes. Gonna... Go ahead, Ryan. The thing that's going to keep them in the game is if they just take – if they need to take care of the ball. They can't turn it over, okay? And they got to hit their open shot. If they can work the zone around, you know, and get that open three, they're a decent three-point shooting team. Um, that's that's what they have to do the, to to stay close. They have to take care of the ball and they have to hit the open shot. If you don't see any of those two things starting to happen, uh, it's going to get away from them pretty quick. Yeah, Syracuse and they're going to have to play defense. So, you know, Syracuse isn't playing. This isn't a neutral site. This is at the dome. Right. So, um, yeah. you know, it's wow. at the dome during you know a snowstorm that we are supposed to be getting uh, anywhere from six to. 18 24 inches of snow so awesome. <laughs> we'll see how many people actually show up to the dome i got offered uh you know two courtside tickets 25 dollars each um but you know i didn't i didn't take them um so well i hope people know, will show uh, up man be, it's because... gonna be bad weather it'll be interesting yeah. to see who shows up but i think i'd like to hope to think the students at least show up and support and stuff like that you know i mean even if they pull is... eight, fifteen 15 to 18 well, and it's another chance to for the seniors and the transfers that came over to play in front of the home crowd and stuff. You know, I mean, they did Absolutely, they did give yeah. it their all, and like what Beheim said, we wouldn't have 18 wins without them. So exactly, clutch, uh, clutch, clutch plays by those by those grad students and seniors. Oh yeah, uh, well, did you hear year. about the uh, the experimental rules? 
I did not. I heard about. I heard that there were oh, implementing yeah, some experimental right, rules. With the NIT. Yeah. 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 So yeah. What with is the it? Time they're gonna do the quarters for quarters. Yeah. It's, oh, um, they're doing four it's basically, quarters. Basically, they're well, they're doing it as halves, but they're stopping it at nine fifty nine of every half. And how they're doing it is, um, for every ten minutes, you have a. Uh, four fouls to give and as soon as you get the fifth foul there's no one in one and it automatically goes to two free throws but after that 10 minute segment both teams fouls reset to zero huh. so yeah and if you happen to go to overtime then you only get three fouls right team fouls reset player fouls correct oh yes, yeah no, no not not player fouls, fouls stick team with fouls. a player yeah. right exactly okay yeah so and also um the other one, too, is uh, the shot clock reset. So if you happen to be um, in the front court on your side and something happens and there's like a reset, like whether it's a foul or a timeout or something, instead of the, the shot clock resetting to 30 seconds, it resets to 20 seconds. So uh, I can see that in some cases, though. What about the one argument about- of having the backcourt, the 10-second backcourt, I believe in women's game, you have 10 seconds to get it over. So if you're at seven or eight and you have no chance getting over, you call a timeout, you've got two or three seconds to get that ball over half court. It doesn't reset back to 10 again, you know. Oh, yeah. College well, basketball, yeah. if you're in the backcourt and you're almost going to get a 10 second and you got a timeout to burn, you can burn the timeout. And you get another 10 seconds to get the ball back across the line again. Yeah, how often would you need to use that, though? Yeah. I don't know if that's changed or not, but um, those are the only those are the only experimental rules that I saw with that. So who who wants to? I'm gonna let's give this to our guest our guest host this evening. Um, the the bracket itself, our bracket itself. Um, Joe was saying it's pretty tough. It looks pretty tough. You got Georgia Tech in there too. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech possibly at the Dome. Georgia's in there. Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss, that's a potential matchup in the second round. Yeah. They got to play Monmouth. They're the four and five seed in the tournament. Syracuse already played Monmouth this year, and they beat them. That was at a home game as well. Uh, Mama's not bad. Mama's not bad. No, they're they're not bad. They're 27 and six overall, looks like. Um, but you know they have uh, their point guard. I guess their their guard there, Robinson, scores about 19, 20 points a game, a little yeah. over 40 percent from the floor. So you're obviously going to want to keep a keep an eye on him. Um, you know, Ole Miss yeah. is at power power conference. They they've you know I mean it's one of the weaker power conference. Yeah, the SEC. But, hey. but you know they're 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 power. Power conference, so they they've played you know a lot tougher games than Monmouth yeah. has, but that's you know that's an interesting matchup between those two teams. I think that really five four can go either way, uh, yeah. as as far as um, you know as far as that game and playing Syracuse in in the second round, it can go either either way for me. I I no, would so you're saying Syracuse is going to be go, uh, Greensboro. Oh, I think we've already established that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that okay, needs to yeah. be done. I think that would be the ultimate diaper if... No, that would be bad. Oh, gosh. I'd probably dig a hole in the ground and just oh, yeah, fall on that bastard. You don't bastard. want to lose that game as a Syracuse fan. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. And, no. And what would it do to the know, podcast? The podcast would be freaking rolled over. 
<laughs> just kidding. Well, you know, in Monmouth, they they lost a close game the game before we played them against South Carolina, and um, I mean they're not an awful team, but I mean twenty wins in the SEC. I've watched a couple games with Ole Miss. I don't see um, I, even though Monmouth's home, which is just weird to me, but <laughs> I still somehow just see Ole Miss coming out of that one. I don't know why. And I think it's a toss-up, like you said, Ryan, but I'm, I'm, I think Ole Miss. I think we're going to be playing against Ole Miss in the second round. Yeah. And, I mean, there's a there's a yeah. possibility we're going to have to play Georgia Tech again, too, In you oh, know, yeah. down the road. Well, they yeah. play against Indiana, right? Yeah, That's they play the game Indiana. to get into the Final Four if they end up playing that. they got to play Indiana in the first round. Um, yeah, well, actually, they'd have to play that's Indiana. A pretty, good, pretty good matchup. They got to survive Indiana. You know, they're the three seed in the tournament, yeah. eighteen and fifteen overall. And then overall they'd probably record. most likely go down to Georgia unless Belmont has an upset. Well, um, so better, yeah, that's a tough. That's a tough on, bracket, on man. I'd, I'd rather be in a couple other of these brackets. So, oh yeah. So this like Ryan, like Ryan one. was saying, you know. They're the last ones in, right? Shouldn't they be the number one overall seed? I mean, they're. I mean, you know, it's kind of fishy, dude. The whole thing sucks. Well, <laughs> I mean, they are supposedly the number one overall seed. Well, then in they're the in the NFC. wrong bracket. Then they're in the wrong bracket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. CSU Indiana, Bakersfield, Tech, really talking about the committee in in Syracuse right now. I mean, let's talk about this for a second. Let's talk about in the bracket right below them. The three six matchup is BYU and UT Arlington. Okay, Jeez. in our bracket, we get Indiana Georgia Tech. <laughs> Can we talk about that? For yeah, a but there's also Illinois State is the one seed there, I believe, and they just missed the tournament. By no, California. Tournament. No, that's California. Got- California. You got Iowa, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I mean, TCU, those teams over there. Hot, they're on a hot run. Houston's in there. They got Clemson, a good Clemson's going to make the Final Four. UCF is athletic and has a really tall, big guy. I mean, it could be problems for people. No, are we talking about Central Florida? Come on. Let me guess. College of Charleston's pretty good, too, right? Let's get out of here. Look at these <laughs> matchups. These matchups are ridiculous. I don't even see College of Charleston. Anyway. College of Charleston versus Colorado State, and we get Ole Miss and Monmouth. I mean, yeah. come on. We got duped, dude. We got duped. It's garbage. Someone's taking it to us this year, so they just got to play. It, it, yeah. It comes down to mentality, Sean. Yeah, I know. When they should have the mentality, but I don't know how fragile these boys are right now. Yeah, it's the problem. You remember a couple years ago, I think Kentucky. They barely missed it, and they were a one seed in the NIT, and they got beat by home at the eight by the eight seed, and it wasn't a good team. So it all depends on mentality and where you think you should be and whether you're in the game or not. But yep. hopefully, our seniors can understand that it's the last time that they have a chance to kind of. I think if, if you, you know showcase themselves, you yeah, know, if you so. can go back home one more time when you don't think you're gonna get to play there again, and it sucks you're in the NIT. But you get to go home again in front of the home crowd, and they love the home crowd. The crowd's been great this year. I think they'll yeah. turn out. I have faith. And um, well, you have a potential three home games. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that would be sick. So I mean, and then better go to, than nothing. <laughs> yeah, then go to New York City. I mean, I mean, you can't beat that if you're. I mean, if you gotta be Who here. Who else from? What, Ry? 
Who else from the ACC is in that tournament? Clemson, Clemson. Wake Forest. Clemson and Georgia Tech. Clemson's our, actually our, a two seed. Georgia Tech, my bad, yeah. Clemson's yeah. a two seed in that yeah. tournament, right? Yeah. And they're on they're on the other the other, other side. side. Yeah, they yeah. they play Oakland. Yeah, Oakland. And, and, and then the winner Bob, of Alabama Richmond. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. Don't so, worry, that TCU well, Fresno State game is gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean I was holding their own. Yeah. What? Come the on, they, did. they were holding their own a little bit there. It's why are all SEC, these man? Why are all these hashtagged? Hashtag. Why is Houston? Why is Houston number two? No, the hashtags are the home teams, and it's funny too. Oh, okay. The one thing we got to, the one thing we actually had to talk about as far as our bracket goes, Georgia Tech is uh, the sixth seed, but they're actually playing home because uh, of some type of like scheduling discrepancy uh, at Indiana. So, did they play where the Pacers play or something or? Nah, oh, like know. another sport maybe he's playing or something. There's something going on. There might be a circus. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ringling Brothers, last show. Well, I'm just no saying, elephants. usually at Indiana, it's NCAA or bust. So you, you, yeah, that's kind of you know, usually right? don't see teams like, you know, there's a lot of teams that I'm looking at where usually you see them in the tournament. So Yeah, I'd be pissed if I was an Indiana fan too and that was going on. Yeah, they would probably wouldn't have won anyway. <laughs> That's a good point. No. Um, any final thoughts on anything? Anyone? Anyone? We're going to come back tomorrow, but, um, you know, anything? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller. No. Uh, I'm good. Awesome. I'm good. Well, um, I guess, uh, Rye, thanks for coming in again, and we're going to have a couple more episodes with you. It's it's wonderful. Appreciate it. Um, Not a problem. Thanks. So, yeah. Uh, so, that's it. Uh, make sure you go to facebook.com forward slash Q's Nation podcast. Give us a like there. Um, share it with your friends. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday, to record. The episode will be out late Tuesday night, um, Wednesday morning. So um, be sure to check it out. And that's all we got until tomorrow. For Joe and Ryan, I'm Sean. We're out. Later. Thanks. You just heard the Q's Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. Hello. 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 We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. 
JJ has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.